This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome, everybody, back to the Spurs Insider Podcast. We are back here at our luxurious sound studio with the Blackhead Crates, all for your listening pleasure to talk about the new Spurs season. I am Mike Finger. I'm here with Jeff McDonald and Tom Orsborne. Um, we're, we're taping this uh, well into the first week of uh, training camp. And uh, I guess to start out with impressions of what you guys have seen so far. We saw what we've seen, like with our eyes? Yes. Lots of uh, uh, free throws, some conditioning. Anything that surprised you so far? Uh, Tim Duncan doing conditioning. That's an interesting topic to start the podcast with. This is, really? is the most popular, probably the most intriguing assistant well, coach in the history uh, oh. of the NBA. Okay. Uh, I did find, because you're not going to participate uh, uh, fully right away and want me to go ahead, I will say that I found what Greg Popovich said on the first day of, of uh, Media Day, I guess it was, where he kind of talked about how, um, and this this is nothing shocking, but he did not try to convince Tim Duncan at all to become a head coach, that it had to be completely on Tim Duncan to volunteer to want to do it, and that he does not think that this is going to be a long-term career for Tim Duncan, but it's something that he's going to take advantage of right now. And it might be silly to talk about the assistant coach, but... From what you guys have seen so far, what do you think Tim Duncan's impact can be with his team? Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't know, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's, it'll be great. Got to turn Jakob Pertle into an all-star. Yeah, something like that. He's been working a lot with Jakob. I, I say that he's jokingly, but he's, he's Jakob talked to us today and talked about the extensive work he's been doing with Duncan. I, I think the one thing, I mean, aside the obvious, that he's a uh, – a, not only a great player, but a, a kind of a thinking man's player. That he, one of his, one of Tim's uh, attributes was that he thought the game so well. But on top of all that, he's not that far removed from actually being a player. And I think he can bridge that gap between yeah. the coach, the communication gap sometimes between the old man coaches and old lady coach. Sorry, yeah, who, who was it that said? Dejounte Murray said, "Yeah, he's 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 one of us. He knows he how speaks to, our language. He knows yeah, how to talk yeah, to yeah, us. Exactly. That was yeah, Dejounte. Yeah, that yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah." Why don't you just get Dejounte on here? You can explain it better than I can. <laughs> we we have the the invitation is out there for Dejounte to come into the sound studio. Um, uh, we talked about over the years in terms of players who become coaches, and a lot of people always thought that uh, it would be interesting if Manu ever did it. But Manu is to your point earlier, Jeff. Manu did not think the game like he he played Manu style yeah he can't is, just go out there and say hey just just be Manu right do what I do Th- did you ever try thinking think about trying to throw it between the 
Defender's legs? Why right. didn't we try that? So, and, and we're, like Manu, one of the smartest athletes we've ever covered, one of the most uh, uh, um, intellectually curious, all that type of stuff. But I think to what your point was earlier, Tim probably thinks the game in a way that applies more to just to, to other players right. than right. Manu would. And, right. and in a way, they can use that type of um, analytical um style that Tim used more than they would from Manu just playing with his hair on fire as Pop used to say. Improvisational, right. jazz-like, uh, yes. yeah, yada, yada, It's yada. interesting because Hall of Fame players, more often than not, don't end up being great coaches just right. because of what we mentioned. It's like, you know, I'm Magic Johnson. Just be like Magic Johnson. You guys will be great. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I, I, one of my favorite, like, there was a span there for a while in the mid, mid-aughts where the Spurs defense had sunk from uh, it's previous levels where like one of my favorite em- emails I'd get them like eight times a year was like why don't they just hire Bruce Bowen to come teach defense? Right. I'm like that's not how it works really. Yeah. And so and but with Tim I think that you have a chance. I mean there's something there more than he was just a great player. And with with Tom just mentioned as as an aside there uh, something about jazz musicianship along those lines and I, I think there's a difference between the guy like the piano teacher at home who's teaching you scales and what have you and like the technical stuff and then whoever dizzy gillespie i don't know who's who's a satchmo like can't necessarily (laughs) teach you how to be dizzy gillespie but tim duncan probably has all the scales down pretty well all the music theory that type of stuff like that probably applies more than a manu type of thing yeah he can crank out a perfect pop song two two and a half minute pop song where you know that's that's fundamentally sound where Manu's, you know, improvisational. What are we jazz. talking about? <laughs> We're trying to uh, make uh, analogies. All right, we spent ten minutes talking about the assistant coach. Jeff does, seems to not does be he, in a great mood you know, uh, great players like we always use Magic and and uh, Larry Bird as an example. They get frustrated over guys who can't uh, achieve, maybe not their level of greatness, but their commitment. Do you see that happening with Tim, or is he more understanding and has that degree in psychology and all? Uh, be able to work with these guys and not get frustrated. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You, you, I, don't, I don't. I don't know what he'll be like as a coach. You know, I one just... one thing that the guys keep saying over and over is is he's been around yeah. already. Yeah. So, yeah. um, like in being in that practice facility, and Jeff joked earlier about I always see his free throws, but throughout the course of a season, you see the guys getting extra work after practice, and that's usually like the 15th, 16th guys, um, you know, the, the G League type guys who are still yeah. getting extra work. And Tim was working with those dudes yeah. for the past couple of years, those guys who were kind of like the... Uh, Chimezi uh, Metu. Chimezi Metu and the Blossom game and those type of guys. Diedrich Lawson told me today that he's been working with Tim. Right. Tim's been helping him so with his low to, block moves. So to your question, Tom, I think... Uh, Tim is the kind of coach, and again, um, acknowledging the caveat that he's probably not going to be a lifelong coach, but he's doing the work with the guys who are kind of the total opposite of him in terms of talent. Like, Tim always was um, uniquely talented. Tim's been working for years with guys who are just trying to get that 15th roster spot. So I think it's a really fascinating – we kind of – make fun of the attention that Tim has gotten as an assistant coach. And, that, yeah, there might be bigger stories and more important stories to this team than that. But it's a fascinating thing because, like Tom said, he's a Hall of Fame player. He is um, unquestionably more talented than a lot of the guys he's coaching. But to see how that plays out and whether or not he's going to get bored to death, you know, flying to Memphis and 
Minneapolis and, and Charlotte throughout the year. Is he going to want to do this again? I think it's um, um, it's going to be really fun to watch over the course of a year. All right. Now let's do Will Hardy. <laughs> uh, Will Hardy is an up-and-coming star, I think. Uh, and, yeah, I know you didn't want to talk about Will Hardy, but the, 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 the whole coaching staff is interesting. Um, yeah. People don't want to hear about that. But Will Hardy, Be- Becky Hammond, Tim Duncan, heck of a coaching staff. The Becky Hammond watch begins uh, Saturday. Pop refused to take the bait on uh, will he uh, will he have Becky take over whenever he inevitably gets kicked out of a game, uh, but we all know that's probably going to happen. Um, what is going? What what are they trying to accomplish in this training camp as a whole? Well, why don't you tell our listeners at home exactly what you mean by training camp? I think we need to stop uh, with the uh, with the sarcasm from the lead Spurs beat <laughs> well, writer. Well, then I should just leave. <laughs> uh, Training camp is the portion of the schedule. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a phone call. How about that? Should we pause? I'm good. I don't need it, but you know, I take uh, it. I just interrupted. All right, then I kick it back in so we can cut it. Okay. Just your question again. We will uh, go back to. Uh, and I'll answer for real. Sorry. What we talked about. We're going back to the um, training camp in three, two, one. Um, in terms of training camp as a whole, what uh, what does this team uh, need to accomplish in the next couple of weeks before the season starts? Well, I, I think the one thing is to figure out who the starting lineup is going to be. Like I, I think that maybe is the is sort of the fundamental thing we're trying to figure out because you get Dejounte Murray back. We're assuming he's going to be your starting point guard. So what does that do to the rest of the group? I mean, I think if and I don't. I mean, we're just sort of assuming Dejounte is going to be the starting point guard. That hasn't been announced or anything. Okay. But aside from that. LaMarcus is going to be in your starting five. DeMar DeRozan is going to be in your starting five. And what does the rest of it look like? I think that's sort of what, at least to me, one of the thing that's, things that's yeah. going to be interesting in this camp and this preseason is how they organize all that because it could go a number of ways. There's a number of different elements to balance between three-point shooting and and uh, going big. defense, and, going yeah. big, going small. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of pieces in place. And we did talk to Jakob Pertl today, and he sort of – told us it's been all over the map so far as far as him being with the starting five. Out of the starting five, DeJounte Murray and Derek White being together, being yeah. not together, has been a sort of a grab bag mix and match so yeah. far, which is as what you, you would expect. expect. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the understanding that there's probably going to be more than one, more than two, more than three starting lineups throughout the year. Sure. Let's say that there's, there's going to be a lot of yeah. mixing and matching. Matchups. Sure. Yeah. I will put the question to both of you, uh, two questions. Uh, what do you think the starting five will be on opening night, and what would it be if you were the coach? I, I this is just a total me guessing, but I think it's I think it's going to start Dejounte Murray, Derek White, Demar Derozan, Lamarcus Aldridge, Jakob Pertl, but I don't really like that offensively very much that just seems like so a, that's your guess as to what will like happen a log what, jam. What, what change would you make coach mcdonald gotta get some kind of shooting in there i think unless 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 lamarcus is going to take threes unless Derek white has improved his three-point shooting you've got to get some three-point shooting in there and I, I, one way to do that i mean one way to do that would be to put rudy gay at the four but he's not exactly I mean, he's not steve kerr he had a great three-point shooting year last year i think he shot a career high so maybe that's the answer but I don't know. Do you do you keep Bren Forbes in there and bring um, bring Derek White off the bench as sort of your your kind of bench 
fire starter. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I think they definitely need shooting. So I wouldn't be surprised if For, uh, Forbes does start. And, and I would go with Rudy starting for that purpose as well, just initially, because those two guys are very flexible. You can, you can uh, pull them out and change the lineup, and there's going to be no complaint. That wouldn't be the case with anybody on this team probably, but it just seems like the safe thing to do is to start in that way. So Forbes instead of Derek White and Rudy instead of Pirtle. One or the other. Right. One or the other starts, I think. But the, yeah, I think but then, 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 you, then you look at the uh, – you're just got to be – you talked to all, you talked all about how poor the defense was last year. Yes. You want it to get better. I mean, you've also got to be tempted to look at that and go, Derek White and DeJounte Murray as a defensive backcourt yeah. would be just that's, a that's great what point. we want to do. That's what we want to There's do. There's also a difference. But it kind of that's it, kind other, of, it hurts yeah. you the other way. There's that's also a difference about between earlier. the starting lineup and the finishing lineup. Sure. Yeah. Um I just don't see how any of this works with uh oh. Lamarcus and, and Pirtle together start. Like I I think that's the most obvious first change you make is just make Pirtle your backup center. Have LaMarcus play the five. Now, even though he calls himself a four, he is for... That's what he needs but, to but, be. But in every five, sense yeah. of the word in the modern NBA, LaMarcus is a center. There's, there's, I mean, most centers shoot more than he does, you know, in, ter- in terms of three-point shooting and, and perimeter shooting. So, I mean, I, I think that's the... I don't know if Pop is going to do this, but I think that's the obvious first step is, okay, LaMarcus is your five. The fours are now... Uh, you know the Rudy Gay, Damari Carroll, those type of players, um, um, and then like you you mentioned earlier, the the Derek White Dejounte uh, question, it wouldn't be a terrible thing to have one of them on the floor at all times, you know, and right. then maybe double them up at, at the end when you need a defensive stop, but start one or the other, have one or the other come off the bench, and that lessens like if you if you start them both, Dejounte and Derek White. Then your your bench becomes what Patty Mills and Bryn Forbes, um, and that's really hurting defensively. The the shooting is much better. Yeah. So I think again, not to mention Marco's defensive right. liabilities. Yeah. Right. So so if if you if you do the Derek White Dejounte Murray starting together, your your starters are really good defensively, but really hurting three point wise, and then your backups are really good three point wise and hurting defensively. So I think the solution there is to kind of stagger them um and will that be i mean you you've you've hyped up Derek white all offseason he made the national team he had a really good offseason will he be the type of guy that can handle coming off the bench i think he's fine i mean he doesn't seem like the type of guy who's going to pout about that and Dejounte probably wouldn't either maybe start one some games start the other some games see how it works but um that that is probably uh, agenda item number one to watch uh, throughout this preseason, and he'll probably tinker in the preseason grant games. Correct? Yeah. Where does Lonnie Walker fit into all that? Uh, again, um, these are the questions that we were asking like a year ago, mm-hmm. and everything sorted itself out through injuries and attrition. So there probably will be uh, opportunities for all these guys. But that's another guy to think about. Uh, he had a really good summer league, and he would seem to be in line to take that um, Spursian second-year leap after spending a year in the in the G League. So um, there, if, if that's a problem that Popovich has is to try to find uh, minutes for all these guys in the backcourts, it's not a bad problem to have. Heard that today from one Jakob Pertle. Man, he's just been all over the place today. <laughs> uh, Jeff, 
uh, wrote a bit to start the week about DeMar DeRozan. Um, what do we expect from him this year? Uh, he seems to be the type of guy that um, a lot of fans get frustrated with or maybe have been dis- dissatisfied with so far. How do you think he fits in, and is this going to be a um, a better year for him? I think he'll be more comfortable for sure, and that can only help. I don't know that he's you're going to see many drastic changes in what he does and how he approaches the game. I think everybody, including the coaching staff, would probably like him to take more three-point shots. Yeah. That The jury's out on whether he will and if he does at what rate he will convert them. But other than that, I think you're going to see pretty much the same player you saw last year, which isn't a terrible thing all the time. Yeah. I mean, um, replacing Kawhi Leonard just skews right. everybody's right. – uh, opinion and uh i guess the perception of of what he is he's a top 20 player in the nba i mean um and without him they don't make the playoffs last year without lamarcus alders they don't make the playoffs last year both of those guys are kind of easy to to kind of downplay what they do and uh how important they are but um and and it's not the sexiest thing to talk about a team led by demar DeRozan and lamarcus aldridge but i mean those are guys that a lot of teams would like to have and and they kind of guarantee they're going to be boring and they're not going to, you know, light up. They're not going to be among the league scoring leaders and, 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 and make crazy highlight plays all the time. But if those two guys in your lineup all year, you have a pretty good shot. Are you buying what he said Monday about his uh, the contract situation, not thinking about it at all, never having not. thought? Of, yeah. Of course not. <laughs> so how does that weigh in with his his motivation? We've and, talked about this on, yeah. on the Spurs Insider podcast multiple times before about that decision that's looming, and I think they have a while to decide whether they want to um, – we're talking about DeRozan here, whether they want to extend him or not. Um, that That's going to have to be made in the next couple of months. Um, and it's a question that we haven't had a definite answer to on the Spurs Insider podcast, and I still don't. Like, you, you can be swayed either way. On the one hand, he's probably not – your classical definition of a guy who's worth the max contract. I mean, there, that's clear. He's not a top 10 player, but he might be the most efficient, the smartest use of that money because if they let him go, it's not like there's James Harden's beating down the doors trying to get in here. You know, it's not like Giannis is, is trying to get in here. They're, they're going to have to use that money on somebody, and he's a guy who as long as he's around, he gives them a shot. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Spe- in, speaking of guys you want to extend, are we extending uh, DeJounte Murray almost sight unseen? Uh, what, is the, uh, uh, what is the deadline there? Is that, is that the similar? Before the season starts, basically. They already have, uh, to, to update on the news of the week, they, they made decisions on Derek and Lonnie Walker. But those, those were, were really kind decisions. of fundamental. <laughs> uh, those were obvious picking up the option years. But, yeah, uh, DeJounte Murray – is another guy who it, it, it's not max money, it's not DeRozan money, but I think that's a guy you probably just give what you can give. I think you do. Mm-hmm. I think you do, even if you're not really sure what he is and what he looks like coming back off the energy. I think you have to. You have to. What he is that they don't have a lot of, um, and the way he's different than Demar and Lamarcus is you already know what DeMar and LaMarcus are. Right. Like, they have high ceilings, or I'm sorry, high floors, but their ceiling is kind of like what you what you know they are. DeJounte's a guy who might flame out. You know, he's, he's coming off an injury. that He might not be what they expect him to be, but 
he's the one guy, and even if it's a long shot, even if it's a lottery ticket, he's got superstar potential. Yeah, I, I mean, not I, LeBron James or Steph Curry, but he's a guy who can be a star player in this league, and I, you kind of have to keep that around. I think so. I think he. I think he will be. I think that that defensive force that he started out to be mm-hmm. making second team will continue. I think he's going to get better and better there, and he certainly embraces being the point guard. He he likes that role, and he's, he's, he's good at it, I think. He's yeah. got those leadership qualities. To me, the question is the injury. Is he injury prone? Is that going to be a problem? Again, I, that's a legitimate concern, but that's the type of player who, if you're the Spurs, you just have to wrap up and, and hope that he becomes that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is the guy that they kept around knowing that someday he could be um, – they didn't know that he was going to be what Kawhi Leonard became, but knowing he had a chance to be something all-star-ish. Um, and maybe Murray doesn't become that. You don't strike gold over and over again with these guys, but that's that's why you keep him around. So, um, uh, yeah, I would say that decision is – much easier than the DeRozan one. Even I if agree. I even yes. if I think that they probably will end up extending both. I agree. Um what are uh what what are the other priorities for the preseason? Is there anything that we anything else that we don't know well, about this team? They've been banging the defensive drum a lot, but that's always going to be the case with Pop, but is I think it's even more so this year. Yeah. After after last year's showing, there are, th- there are thirty teams in the NBA that want to play better defense and <laughs> at a at a higher pace. Yeah, at this time of year. Uh, but I do know that Pop. I mean, obviously, he got tired of just watching his team just get yeah routed last year defensively and never feeling like he had a handle on a game. I think that got to be really frustrating, and I think that's something they're they're going to try to address. And one way they're going to address it is getting guy we mentioned back from a knee injury that would be helpful tom mentioned uh marco bellinelli and passing earlier and i think it's those types of guy like he's he's filled his role for what they expected him to be patty mills beloved such an important part of this franchise for the past several years but i i think those are the types of guys on this isn't necessarily a slide at either one of them who goes back to jeff's question about what do you do where does lonnie walker's uh, minutes come from. I think it's from guys like that, and and those are great guys to have on the roster. Like, again, some fans want to uh, just burn it all down and get rid of those guys. They're great to have as your twelfth, uh, thirteenth guys, and and maybe they play less this year. But I think that's where some of the Lonnie Walker minutes comes from. If if you need more minutes for um, you know Dejounte and Derek, uh, if one of them comes off the bench. I think maybe Marco plays less, Patty plays less, and that's probably fine. Yes. Do you disagree? <laughs> no. No. I don't. Don't disagree. And uh, also, I would think that those are two of the types of guys who aren't going to, um, like, fume over that. Like, they, they're they're professional guys. They'll be fine with it. Sure. Yeah, Patty, uh, you know, he's there when you need him. If he needs to start at point guard a little bit, he's there. He's going to come off the bench some games and and hit a big shot and win a game like he did uh, last year on a a time or two. Uh, You know, that Tony Parker game, when Tony came back, uh, Charlotte, he hit the game winner. To me, the the future of this team is is in the young guys, the DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, 
Derek White. And if I'm the coach, if I'm running this thing, this is probably the year that they need to play more than the than the older guys. I mean, they're, they're more the future of the te- team, I think, even than LaMarcus Aldridge and, and DeMar DeRozan. Not saying I would not play those guys, but mm-hmm. I would make sure that youth is served this year as much as possible, I almost sink or swim. What, um, what we've written already um, along those lines is – like you kind of know what you're going to get from DeMar and LaMarcus. And like I said, people waiting for them to change, like don't hold your breath. They kind of are what they are. And so to me, um, if DeJounte becomes what they think he can become, if Derek becomes what they think he can become, that says a lot more about how far this team goes than, than whether LaMarcus and DeMar change. I think that it, bottom line, we're about to wrap up this podcast, but I think the bottom line for the season is um, less about whether LaMarcus Aldridge starts shooting three-pointers and DeMar DeRozan uh, becomes a, an all-star again, it's less about that than it's about Derek White and DeJounte Murray and Lonnie Walker. Have they all three improved their perimeter game? Right. Yeah. If, if those guys become uh, uh, not necessarily all-stars, but guys like frontline NBA starters, like then the Spurs are going to look okay. They're not competing for a championship necessarily, but they're looking okay. Uh, we will. Uh, we we had a few weeks off from the Insider podcast during the downtime, but this is going to become regular again. Want to encourage all of you to subscribe to the Spurs Nation newsletter. That will give you all kinds of updates throughout the week. Um, you can get that on ExpressNews.com. Um, we will be back uh, soon, uh, probably regularly throughout the year. Appreciate y'all listening, and uh, until we see you again, we invite you all to. Keep it real.